Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles. It's the holiday season, Jordan. I don't know if you knew that. I, you know, I could, I could feel something in the air, uh-huh. and I was wondering what it was. Oh, it's allspice. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And. In, uh, and related to that, it's the holiday season. A little bit of clove. Oh, okay. And some clove cigarettes. I've been smoking clove cigarettes. <laughs> oh, are you, getting, are you turning goth? Uh, yeah, I'm turning goth in 1997. Oh, cool. That's great. Yeah, so I've been the, listening so, I mean, to a lot of skinny puppy. You don't look goth, but I mean, are you just kind of starting with the accoutrements? Uh, you know, it's the weekend. Mm. So Monday, I'm a Monday through Friday goth. Okay. Have you heard about that? Workaday goth? No, I've not heard about workaday goth. Yeah. So Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. I uh, think a lot about death, wear the eyeliner, wear all black. Sure. Um, I've got a sort of like a fright wig, mm-hmm. sort of like I'm in the Smiths or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Cure. Yeah. I should say. And um, it's really cool. I mean, it's really given me a whole new perspective about... Um, uh, sort of the relationship between living and dying, you sure. know? Like, I used to fear death, but now I see you kind the of, beauty would you, in it. Yeah, would you say you exist in a space between? Yeah, I think so. Cool. And, um, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. You exist then, in a world between living and, living and death. Right, and then on the weekends, it's more of like a millennium. Mm. kind of thing. So it's like Miami. Sure, white linen. Parties, white linen. Yeah. I kind of let it all hang out. I'd smoke a Cubano. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, i get on DJ, DJ Khaled's jet ski and head over to Rick Ross's house. Um, that kind of thing. Well, this sounds like an amazing lifestyle. It is. It's great because it's, you know what I call it? The best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I named it after the Jay-Z R. Kelly album. Well, terrific. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, now you're in – we record these on the weekend, so now right. you're in Miami mode. Right, exactly. So that's why – if you're wondering why I was wearing a guayabera, mm-hmm. it's because I'm in Miami mode. I'm also having this virgin mojito. Is that why Pitbull is also here? Yeah, Pitbull is here too, and um, I have asked Pitbull not to talk. Yeah. That's... He's a – I think we can all agree he's a great musician. Sure. A gifted musician. Sure. One of the best rappers in the world. Of course. Uh, no argument here. He's gorgeous to look at. <laughs> he's a very handsome man. Funny too, and asked to do a little comedy. Yeah, but I don't want to hear him. I don't want to hear his opinion. Yeah, you know, I don't think anyone wants. So I said, I said, Pitbull, yes, you can come. No, please don't go on mic. Our guest this week is Big Time Gene O'Neill. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we have priorities mm-hmm. here. Sure. Our friend Gene from college is coming in, mm-hmm. and. We need you to st- go over there and actually it, what was nice is Gloria Stefan was already coming in this week. That's good. So they can go over there, talk about, uh, you know, Miami stuff, sound machines. Sure. The whole thing. Yeah. Sure. Are we racist against Miami? Uh, I don't know. There was that one time that I went to Miami and then I talked about how I saw that dead dog. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess so. <laughs> it's just a, a cock uh, walking on top of a dead dog's carcass on the street well, in Miami. Well, it's a good thing we don't have any <laughs> listeners in Miami because they're too busy uh, shaking their butts to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's a good point. Because if you, there's no pushing up the sleeves of their uh, sport coats. Mm-hmm. Because if you, I mean, there's nowhere to put. I mean, if you have earbuds buds in, and you shake your butt mm-hmm. at a you know certain level, right? They're just gonna you're gonna shake them right out. Oh, yeah. And I think the degree to which people in Miami are constantly shaking their butts makes it impossible to listen to a podcast. Yeah. 
I think that's true. So, so I think we're safe making fun of it is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad that you clarified that for us. No problem. Should we bring Gene into the mix here? I'd love to. Uh, you know him as uh, the one-time co-host of The Sound mm-hmm. of Young America with me and Jordan. is one of Jordan Jesse Goh's most beloved regular guests on the show. Uh, he's a holiday favorite, mm-hmm. certainly. Uh, uh, screenwriter, entertainment worker. Big time Gene O'Neill. Hey, thanks guys for welcoming me to your Miami Beach dreamscape. You're Please, welcome. Gene, we're calling it Miami from now on. <laughs> so, have a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. It's got guayaba. Mmm, it's tasty. Tropical smoothie. Hmm. How are you, Gene? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> About as good as I could be. Yeah, sure, Gene. <laughs> well, you're here with us, huh? Yeah. I it's... got on a nice shirt. It's got some, is that snowflakes? No, it, but uh, it kind of sort of bespeaks winter yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it suggests a certain crisp air. Yeah, it's like an L.A. sort of, uh, I think, festive, winter festive shirt. Or in this case, a Miami winter festive shirt. Or in this case, Miami. Sorry, I forgot. We're recording from Miami. Yeah, from Will Smith's house. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree that Miami is the L.A. of the East. I'm sorry, m- Miami? Oh, yeah, what did I say? Uh, I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry. Let me say that again. <laughs> it Maybe just the sounded mic like a out. series of noises. We all know Miami is the L.A. of the East. Yeah, that's cool. true. Um, have you guys had to do any holiday gift giving yet? Have you guys had to do like a Secret Santa, White Elephant, Yankee Swap, anything like that? <laughs> so specifically gift games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Complex systems of gift giving mm-hmm. if we had to. Uh, yeah, a gift giving that include yeah, that has some sort of game or secret element to it. Have you had to, to give any Kwanzaa gifts that reaffirm, reaffirm the values of community? <laughs> Was that a crazy question of me to ask? This is the time of year when people are doing sure, gift giving Sure, o- in the office, in a sure. large family. I'm, in, I'm, a part of, uh, I'm a part of a secret Santa in uh, my wife's family. Okay. Um, and the big news this year is that the gift limit has been raised Ooh. to fifty dollars. Oh shit! What was the what was the what was the impetus for that? Is everybody just doing a little better this year? Well, we all realize that we're all adults now, mm-hmm. and we realize that the whole point of doing a Secret Santa is so that you can get a nice gift. Mm-hmm. Like that, you're rather than buying seven terrible gifts, you can buy one nice gift for one. Person. It's not to give a nice gift; it's to receive a nice gift. That's what the holidays are all about, Gene. Right. And so that, that have 50- you seen the great Christmas films such as Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps? <laughs> <laughs> because that's where I get my Christmas values from. Yeah. I'm still at the $20 maximum. I feel like the 50 is a little what can you hoity-toity. Get? What's good at $20? A gift card. A nice gift card. To what? Oh, anywhere. Target. I got because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So my wife's my wife's mother's family, my mother in law's family, is a large Catholic family who all live in the same place. Mm-hmm. So they and, all live in one house. They all live in one house. No, they all live in Marin County, and uh, they all you know. It's like my my mother in law has like six siblings or something like that, and each of them has a number of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't think that they're uh, not using birth control, but they're respecting the cultural values of Catholicism, which is to be fruitful and multiply. Sure. And so nobody's yanking it out, is what you're saying. Right. And so they have this. Uh, uh, they, As the Pope once said, <laughs> thou shalt not yank it out. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Finish inside. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, 
Uh, so they had a, they used to have a Christmas party with like the Pope makes commandments, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right about that? I don't that's know how, a lot about Catholicism. Yeah, that's how it works since Vatican II. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a, they would have a Christmas party every year with like fifty people. Vatican II, money never sleeps, <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> 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 Everyone would get a gift from my wife's grandparents, mm-hmm. including like me. That sounds great. Like I would see my wife's grandparents once every year at this Christmas party and I would get a Christmas gift from them. And what I would usually get is a $15 Macy's gift card, mm-hmm. which is the most frustrating gift to receive in the world. Right, because it's, it's not... not enough to buy anything at Macy's. <laughs> it needs to be 20 it needs to be tw- – but even if it was 20, what could I buy? Yeah, I guess you even could buy a, one pair of underpants yeah, I guess costs you 23. Could do a pack of socks and then half of a pack of underwear. Yeah, a pack of socks. That's all mm-hmm. you can get at Macy's for $20, for $15 or $20. And the thing is, is like it's not even like they're good socks. I mean it's like Macy's. You know, like sure. they're fine. I guess they are assuming that maybe you're about. making a big purchase at Macy's and wanting $15 to apply toward that. I would love a know. pack of socks. Personally, really? right now. I mean, the socks I'm wearing, I think I bought like six years ago. Yeah, so. those socks are a little rough. <laughs> yeah. Treat yourself to some Costco socks, Gene. Who, uh, you have to have a Costco membership for that. You don't have one? You don't have a buddy with a Costco membership that can slide you in? No, all my Holler co- at your boy. <laughs> okay. I was just down at the Costco buying some tires the other day. It's been years, since I've, brag, it's been years since I've been to the got Costco. A full set, How's, four wheels. How are the samples? Uh, samples continue to be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, the big downside is these days you can't return uh, electronics to Costco forever, mm-hmm. uh, which you used to be able to do. Uh, Costco has a permanent return policy. Oh, so yeah. You can always they return. got rid of that? Yeah. It used to be that people would just buy a TV there and then return it five years later <laughs> and buy a new TV because TVs get cheaper and cheaper. Wait, yeah. I Wait, so is my TV that I bought from Costco like three years ago, is that grandfathered in? Can I, I don't know. You might still be able to return that. What if that? I buy some food there and I just go back to Costco and say I didn't like it? Yeah, you can return that. They're, I mean, they're going to ask you to, you know, they'll give you a, a sick bag or whatever. and oh, They're going to make you shit in a bag. <laughs> yeah, they want to see the, the remnants of the food. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the, that's the main difference between Costco then and now. But mm-hmm. it's still a pretty enjoyable experience. You're going to yeah. get those rotisserie chickens. Sure. Uh, you're going to get a lot of tissues. You're going to get plenty of toilet paper. Uh, get See a, the desperation of people who will wait like five minutes at a free sample stand. Yeah, bag of pineapples. A bite of a bagel <laughs> dog. <laughs> a bagel dog, yeah. <laughs> get yourself a bag of pineapples. Yeah. Uh, so what do you uh, – do you want to – I mean obviously this is a secret Santa thing that you're involved in right now. But are you – have you made a decision? Uh, how How? What's going on right now with it? Yeah, so uh, yeah, a lot, there's been a lot of excitement on this front. Mm-hmm. So my mother-in-law – is a wonderful woman who, uh, an extension of her uh, Catholic cultural background, is uh, self-denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she never does anything nice for herself. Mm-hmm. And so she came to visit us and used some of my wife's moisturizing lotion and flipped her shit. Mm-hmm. This was fancy moisturizing lotion that I had bought my wife as a gift. Um, you know, special occasion moisturizing mm-hmm. lotion. But my mother-in-law just never used anything other than Eucerin, mm-hmm. which there's no problem with Eucerin. That's what I use Eucerin's myself. Eucerin's not bad. A, that's a quality lotion. But this is a beautiful smelling, beautifully packaged lotion. Mm-hmm. And Here's so, something fun about me, guys. I don't like having lotion on me. <laughs> you don't like it? Feels weird. No matter what? 
Don't you ever get ashy? Have fun having dry skin. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the downside is I have dry skin. I, You know, there's a gold bond lotion that I will tolerate when there's like a patch that's getting out of control. But only on your balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Only only in the balls and the uh, ball-adjacent areas. Yeah, in those tingle-positive areas? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Some place with a lot of nerve endings, you know. So I you know, ordered. Got to get those good nerve endings. I ordered some of this moisturizing lotion from a place called Santa Maria Novella, mm-hmm. uh, an Italian um, uh, personal goods company. And the things they have are like the most beautiful smelling and looking sure. thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And they cost good for your mistress. Yeah, is and that it, the yeah, exactly. tagline? And it costs like fifty dollars. Like it doesn't matter what I'm you're buying. I'm spreading the racism out. It's towards absurdly too, expensive. Whatever it is you buy, mm-hmm. so it's like one of those things that you're only going to buy when you really want to make a point of like this is the specialist, most beautiful, perfect thing of this mm-hmm. thing. It's not like what you use every day. And I bought it, and then I bought my wife some hand cream. Mm-hmm. I hope she's not listening to this. Oh, she boy. Oh, oh, boy. This is going to – the podcast that ruined Christmas. This but my wife has very sensitive as, skin sure. and she's been having trouble with uh, – you know, Los Angeles is very dry, especially in winter. And has – she's been having problems with like cracking, like mm-hmm. painful stuff on her skin, on her, on her hands. So I bought her some hand lotion. I'm like, you know, she deserves – if anyone deserves a gift of $37 hand lotion, mm-hmm. it's my wife. You know, I'll, I'll agree to that. It's going to be a very lotiony Christmas. So I get the package in the mail. It only has hand lotion in it. Oh my god! So then I emailed them, and they they emailed me back, basically saying like, "Oh yeah, we didn't have any of the." We're Italian. We were too drunk. <laughs> Sorry if this is an inconvenience. I'm like, we were too busy yeah. doing a mob hit. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to Italian. think of a new present. And I'm leaving for the mm. Bay Area for Christmas mm-hmm. in two days. Mm. That's so. That's where I'm at. With boy, my fucking. I really got fucked by the Santa Maria Novea company. Is there They're a beautiful store? Is literally the most beautiful store I've ever been into. In Man, my they just life. lost my business. Yeah, I, know. I was going to buy a bunch of Jackoff cream from them. <laughs> <laughs> God, they have a gorgeous natural Jackoff cream. Yeah, it is sandalwood. No, it's it's actually pomegranate. Mm, so yeah, you get it, some antioxidants through it too. <laughs> exactly, and there's a little bit of bay lime also. Sure, it's like a superfood for your dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan. I use it. Do you see me getting dick cancer? <laughs> you know what? As far as I know, you do not have dick yeah, cancer. Yeah, take that, free radicals. Sure. <laughs> you want a few free radicals in your yeah. dick for potency. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really, really worried that my dick contains toxins, so I try and right, sure. try, to, try to clear them out of there pretty regularly. Do you have a dick sauna? I mean, I probably should. Uh, here's a, The best way to make an affordable dick sauna is just to build a small cedar box and put it on top of a tea kettle. I mean, I can boiling. go, I do go then to... Fl- flop, your, flop your member into there. I do periodically go to uh, the area of town where there's a lot of Hasidic Jews, uh-huh. and I have a dick schwitz. Okay, so you have a dick schwitz. Okay, <laughs> Is good. that the same thing? Uh, yeah, because they're both fun words to say mm-hmm. involving steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or heat. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is a schwitz a dry heat or a wet heat? Uh, hard to say. Yeah. It's not something I actually did. It was just a joke, so... Yeah. I don't okay. actually know what goes into a schwitz. And you're As also very to anti-Semitic. It. Yes, extremely. Well-known anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. Well, we've covered all that territory. So is there – so, okay, you can't, get right. the, you can't get the Italian stuff in time, but yeah. you did mention that the mother-in-law is only used to using the bargain basement – yeah. Lotion. So could Can I go... take an empty bottle of the Italian stuff from my wife, <laughs> right. fill it with userin? Sure. She won't know the difference. Uh, well, I was going to say, or is there something that is, you know, between bargain basement and 
you know, Italian overseas stuff that would be just as good. Uh, or, the thing is, is like my feeling about that is if you're giving a gift mm-hmm. and you're going to give something as pedestrian as lotion. Sure. It has to be the really special one mm-hmm. or else just give somebody a gift card to Macy's. You know what I mean? Well, Pert Plus makes a uh, a body lotion now. Really? Mm. Yeah, they're expanding. Is it they're just expanding. lotion or is it lotion and conditioner? <laughs> <laughs> it's a four in one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It lo- it shampoos, it conditions, right? It washes. And it's good for jacking off. And it's <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's a five in one then. <laughs> Gene, you have a big family. How do you how do you deal with Christmas giving? Do you guys get everybody a present, or is or, or do you get assigned? No, we made a uh, no giving gifts to each other ordinance a few years ago, and it was like the best thing that ever happened. None at all. None at well. So your parents don't even get you a Christmas gift? No, my parents will like. It's weird to like sneak me a Christmas gift. Big Gene O'Neill, which is your dad's name. Yeah, Big Gene O'Neill, slip <laughs> me a wad of cash and be like, "There you go." Like, <laughs> don't don't tell your brothers and sisters. But then I found out he does that with all of us. We uh, should mention that Gene's dad is a uh, Boston Irish gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was Whitey Bulger's right hand man. <laughs> but. Uh, no, but then it got like I, I did this thing where I would give people books from my library, like just books I'd already read. So it's just like, okay, I'm not paying for a gift, but here's a gift. And then my brothers and sisters just started like buying gifts. So now I'm like the only like deadbeat who doesn't. Oh, so you're and you're still just giving away. I'm still the just, books you don't want. That you're, you're ahead of I'm still the, yeah, the things I couldn't get rid of. It the Da Vinci Code sale. again. <laughs> Well, it's the soft, it's the, you know, paperback cover this time, so yeah, it's not as ponderous. Yeah. I mean, that's why I never read The Da Vinci Code, just staring at that thing. How am I going to get through this tome? I know. So tomatic. When, yeah. when you're trying to, like, lift it at eye level on the bus to show people that you're reading it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, that's part of why you get The Da Vinci Code. It's like, one, to, like, experience the amazing world, but also to let people know that you're, uh, you know. You read big books. You're a bookie. Yeah, <laughs> like a foodie, but for books. And someone who uh, can organize a little bets. <laughs> Have I ever talked about the time that uh, when I worked at Borders in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., uh, I had this boss. I, I had just gotten hired, and he pulled me into the back room, and he was giving me this speech about how everyone at Borders loves books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's great. I mean, I, I, I like books too, you know? Like, I like books. And uh, he said, you know, and uh, books are like really like they're really special objects in all of our lives. You know, like this is something that we define ourselves by. Sure. And I'm like, wow. I mean, and if this store ever closed, I'd probably kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) But that won't happen. So he's giving me this whole story about how how beautiful books are, how Mm -hmm. important they are, how important they are to him. And he says, like me, for example, I'm actually a book collector. Mm. And he turns and indicates to the back wall of his office. He points to the rest of the store and says, this is my collection. (laughs) I allow people to buy from it because I am magnanimous. (laughs) I'm John Borders, (laughs) president of Borders. We're in his office and he turns and indicates the back wall of his Mm -hmm. office where he has one bookshelf that has maybe 15 books on it. And he says, this is my collection of first edition James Patterson novels. (laughs) And he just keeps them in the store? Yes, he has a personal collection of James Patterson novels, novels that are literally not even written by the man whose name is on the cover, (laughs) that he keeps in his office. 
At the bookstore. Well, they're, they're inspired by James Patterson. They the are. Bible wasn't written by God. <laughs> sure, you <laughs> know. <laughs> These are James Patterson's agents on earth. <laughs> Do you believe... He speaks through them. <laughs> Do you believe in direct revelation of James mm. Patterson <laughs> novels? <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I don't want to imply anything about, you know, your boss, but... Yeah. You know, you get I a, do. you get a, you get a, you know, you get a wide-eyed. Yes, he know. was a very small gay African American man. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's exactly what you were picturing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, when I think of the James Patterson audience, what's his name? I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, but he, you was know, a, you get he was a, a nice guy. You get a wide-eyed like, James Patterson novels. <laughs> at least, can we at least get like, uh, you know, Stephen King novels, like? Ones that are good within the context of the thing that they are? <laughs> Does anyone do the signing at the James Patterson? Like, is there ever a James Patterson book signing? Who signs? Oh, yeah. Is it like Dave where <laughs> Kevin Klein just looks kind of like him? And just the guy up? from the office? We need you to be James Patterson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are some, those are some big shoes to fill. It's just a different guy who who has books published with his name on the cover that doesn't write them. Like, like with the time that Richard Scarry saves... Not writing all of the Richard Scary mm-hmm. Busy Town books, he goes from town to town signing books as James Patterson. Was there a once in a like there was a book that he actually wrote though, right? It wasn't just like, Richard hey, Scary here's a na- or James no Patterson. James Patterson, or did publishers be like, here is a name that people will trust? I think James Patterson wrote some books. He wrote his books for a while, but it's been a while since he has been the primary author of his books. Okay. Like he publishes at this point like eight books a year. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's totally still alive. What the fuck? I know. Pick up a pen. <laughs> James but, you Patterson. Know, people want more. They want to check in more frequently with his beloved characters like Spy Man. <laughs> yeah. And Virtuous Lawyer. Yeah. I exactly. assume. One, one presumes. One. Sensual Dracula. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Clancy is the same, right? I don't think he writes Sniper his own Angel. books anymore. I don't know. Tom Clancy's dead, though, I think. Yeah. But is the, Tom Clancy dead? The, I think nobody knows. Right, <laughs> his ship went down, but they never recovered the body. So he could just be on a nuclear submarine I, yeah. on a particularly long deployment. Yeah, novels are still coming out by him. So by they, Tom Clancy. Yeah, I think he's alive. I read. He's it still too. releasing video games. I read The Hunt for Red October. <laughs> I played Rainbow Six. Yeah, so there you go. We're both basically Tom. Clancy He does all the experts. motion capture for those games, right? <laughs> like he goes in and puts on the suit. He puts like on every a... <laughs> every digital character you see in the Rainbow Six game is literally Tom Clancy. Yeah, and they'll all be wearing like full like camo body armor, but then like a USS Marine hat. But it's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something a... that he's done since the Hunt for Red October movie. Sure, where he actually. Yeah. Went into industrial light and magic dressed as a nuclear submarine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did the mocap. Yeah. I guess that makes sense in those games. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. When you every time you kill a guy when he dies, he yells, Tom Clancy is cool. <laughs> so people think that he's cool. And it works. And I think he's cool. I, I a, think he's pretty I have a cool. Fond opinion of the man. It is a great last thing to say before you kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, speaking of samples uh, yeah. and getting them at Costco, I was in the Trader Joe's yesterday. Seamless yeah. segue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you remember a couple a couple minutes ago, <laughs> you were in the Trader Joe's yesterday, and you were embroidering all the letters of the alphabet and your name and the date. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of samplers. Mm. Go ahead. What samplers? That's like an embroidery where you embroider oh, all the letters of the okay. alphabet, and yeah. 
I've never heard that before. Okay, sorry, I apologize. No, hey, very funny. Um, <laughs> so I, there was Clearly. like, there's the one, there's the one sample zone in Trader Joe's, and, yeah, uh, and and Is off it Trader to... Joe's. I thought it was Trader's Joe. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, you're thinking of Carl's Jr. <laughs> and Surgeon's General. <laughs> All right, sorry to interrupt. Trade. No, that's okay. It's his. It's his outpost. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're at Trader. Tra- yeah, I think more, more than one. Trader Joe's is Trader's Joe. So you thought Trader's Joe's, you were thinking maybe the store was named after a group of traders who weren't named Joe but had an essential Joe quality. <laughs> we are the Trader's Joe. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe it started as like a coffee shop, you right. know, for oh, okay. traders. Trader's Joe. Yeah. Got it. I thought it was yeah. Traitor Joe's for a while. I thought he was traitorous to his country. <laughs> <laughs> it was started by a guy who had smuggled in from Russia some some pictures of some peppermint sandwich cookies <laughs> sure. on microfilm. <laughs> he set up a nice uh, nice little grocery store. Yeah, um, it gives good health benefits apparently. Um, so the you know often keep out those unions. Oftentimes there's a little lineup at the sample zone. Uh, and uh, I was in Trader Joe's by the sample zone, and there were these two, this kind of middle-aged couple, and they were talking to kind of a young, like the babe type. And they were clearly, clearly like a new- A babe type? A babe like type. Like a pig? Uh, yeah. <laughs> talking uh, like pig an, like an, a dog. Like an attractive woman. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, who could maybe- So like a baseball slugger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a real bambino. <laughs> she got her those big bambinos. Got it. <laughs> um- like uh, a like a legendary lady golfer of the 1930s. That's Babe Didrikson Zaharias. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. And uh, so they and they and I got the sense that they like knew each other before this. Like they the, the couple. Yeah, or yeah, the couple <laughs> knew each other from having been married for ten years. <laughs> like they all knew each other and were just kind of like chit chatting. Maybe from swinging. Yeah, maybe from swinging. Maybe from key part the world of key parties. Mm-hmm. Um, or just Trader Joe's sample zones, I know, are yeah, a community true, like unto themselves. Beds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody, like, calls each other when the new risotto comes out. And <laughs> yeah. You line up. It's like Star Wars. You know, you dress up as your favorite Trader Joe's food item. <laughs> yeah. I myself will wear a squash lasagna <laughs> sampler costume. Sure. Uh, and like I could t- like, co- they were to a point where conversation had, like, run out. Like, they still wanted to get the sample. But didn't want to just like stand quietly by each other, and um, so the the man of the couple says to the babe type, "So uh, what are you doing for work these days?" And she goes, um, "Magician's assistant." <laughs> and then they just keep. <laughs> he doesn't ask her anything else about that. What follow up could you possibly have? <laughs> What's it like? What do you wear? What kinds of tricks do you really disappear? I can think of some. Well, they can't reveal any secrets, so really. Oh what, yeah, I what guess can you talk to your about SOL? Him? Yeah. Is the magician nice? Have you sucked his dick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you think magicians and magicians' assistants have a a cool professional relationship or a hot sensuous relationship? Well, I mean, you know, Jordan, you be... are a magi- magician's assistant. <laughs> well, <laughs> How yeah. often did you fuck your boss? <laughs> Quite frequently. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good. You know, it could be one of those things where you know you leave it out all out on stage. Right. You know, I think. I think. Kind of the the old the old not adage but the old um, 
thing that people say is that you know when you see an on-screen couple and they're actually married, uh, there's no there's no heat on the screen because it's all back home in the bedroom. Right. So maybe that. Although I like to think that Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen give the light of that. Oh one. boy! Sure, yeah. Jeez. Anytime <laughs> the two of them are on screen, on screen, I am hard as a diamond. Off screen. Bring some towels on yeah. stage. <laughs> on film. Can I get some Eucerin over here? <laughs> yeah. Jesse, get yourself the good stuff when it's uh, Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you can use whatever when you're cranking it to <laughs> Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. <laughs> Perlman. That's when you slather on the userin. Oh, it's but, electric. But when a when a nice, <laughs> when a nice uh, couple of fillies like that, you're going to want to get the Italian stuff. A couple, a couple of nice, nice fillies. fillies. Like a Ted Danson. <laughs> what a nice Mwah. fillie. Like a nice Felicity Huffman and a Bill Macy. <laughs> you put on the, the good stuff. Um, what were we talking about? Give me that a nice <laughs> jack off a cream. Oh, do I think that magicians and a magician's assistants fuck? Yeah. I think Jordan, that... please, make love. <laughs> Sorry, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I bet you if you see a magician's performance and it's it's very sensual, right. I bet that is an indicator that they have not fucked. Can but I ask if you it's as... flat and listless, oh. I bet they are going at it. A lot of Can slight ask... of cock going on back <laughs> sure. Can I ask you sort of a second tier question? Please. Do you think there are magicians mm-hmm. who are not virgins? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, all magicians are virgins. So, yeah, yeah I guess that just kind of eradicates the whole argument. Got it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about, like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Wait a minute, I'm changing my nickname. Mm-hmm. I'm Peabody Locke, mm-hmm. Jesse Thorne. Nice. You would think it would be for my NPR show, Bullseye. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's because I'm one of the stars of History Channel's Christmas Through the Decades. It's one of the finest seasonal talking heads programs around, right? Yeah, well, I mean, any sh- I told them... I said to them, if you can get Brian McKnight, I'm in. And they got Brian McKnight, mm. and I was in. You're not settling for a lesser new kid on the block. They, well, they, look, they told me they had Mr. Belding. Mm. They told me they had one of the Brady daughters. And how many times have you heard that? I know. They told me they had Mike Pesca. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I emailed with uh, Mike Pesca. I didn't know Mike Pesca. Mike Pesca is in this weird History mm-hmm. Channel talking head special that I'm in. I did not know he was in it until uh, uh, he saw it on TV and saw me in it and mm-hmm. emailed me. Uh, our friend Mike Pesca from uh, The Gist, uh, the Slate podcast, wonderful show. Um, and Mike, uh, I said to Mike, 
yeah, that was a weird way to make 500 bucks, right? And Mike emailed me back, wait, you got paid? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike uh, needs a better agent. Do you think the, the, the Peabody Committee is, has started recognizing Talking Heads specials? Yeah, well, I mean, they, so it's one of those things where certainly there are people who were ahead of the curve, even great people mm. who made great contributions. I mean, they were pretty focused on shows like Frontline mm-hmm. uh, back when Michael Ian Black and Doug Benson were at their peak. Sure. Um, but I think that now that it is a deeply beloved genre of television, um, you know... History of Christmas shows? Uh, just shows where fun minor celebrities riff on hot topics in popular culture and fond memories, mm-hmm. warm and fond memories. Like, remember when um, Simon was a thing that, that you push the buttons and it makes the lights? Oh, Yeah. They were pretty disappointed that I didn't remember any of the things from the 70s, but I wasn't alive in that decade. <laughs> sure. Um, so I didn't know what to tell them. I, I said I'll say some things about them, mm-hmm. but I don't remember I have them. heard that <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to go to of Hazard <laughs> were something. You're going to have to go to Brian McKnight on this one. Yeah. McKnight's I am not a crook, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, you said it. Uh, Brian McKnight's legendary catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually girl. I am not a crook. Girl, I'm not a crook. <laughs> yeah. And then Mr. Belding said, sock it to me. Jordan, what, what, what's your gift-giving situation this holiday season? Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's a small family, so we each, we, each, we each get each other a gift or two apiece. Um, and I had a uh, – I'm on a like an iMessage chain with some dudes, you know, some dudes I know. Right. And uh, we decided to do a gift exchange this Donnie year. Deutsch. <laughs> yeah. We decided to do a gift exchange this year, $500 limit. Uh-huh. And um, $1 <laughs> minimum. <laughs> $1 minimum, $500 limit. <clears throat> um, and, you know, it was, it Jim was, Kramer. It was really fun. And I think uh, it's an MSNBC. Uh, I mean, excuse CNBC right. uh, chain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, me, Kramer, and the sharks. His, his inflatable shark cow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, I mean it's. I mean, if you've never had to buy from Mister Wonderful, yeah, then I mean, what he he is the man who literally has everything, right? Um, uh, and I got. Uh, is that one of the guys from the Fantastic Four? Oh, Mister Wonderful is one of the sharks from the Shark oh. Tank. Oh, his name is Mister Wonderful. That's, I think this is not his. Given I've name. never seen Shark Tank. Yeah. I know that it's a very popular cultural phenomenon. I've seen a I, couple of Shark Tanks, and one of them is called Mister Wonderful. I think it's Mark Cuban. Okay, Mark Cuban is Mister Wonderful. Yeah. The owner of the Dallas Mavericks yeah, and think, Dish Network? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's Wait, HDNet, that's what he owns. Well, it's like you, you know, you've never seen Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful together oh, okay. in the same spot. So Got it. people think it's him. So basically, Mr. Wonderful is Mark Cuban with a cape and a codpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Not that he needs it. <laughs> Mark Cuban's kind of oh, monster yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Cuban, he can only wear those cod pieces for a certain amount of time before the cock bursts its way out. That guy literally uses an entire bottle of userin every time he wants to <laughs> sure. jack off. Sure. That's how he got rich. <laughs> By doing jack-off shows. Like jacking off and making people pay him? Or selling the ejaculate? How did he make the money? I don't know. I got to reread his biography. <laughs> what I got yeah, out of it, might though. Have, you might have missed some things. There's a whole I remember there some was something about... Some of the pages were stuck together. About jacking off and something about Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> I don't remember anything else. Yeah. Um, 
And I, uh, so I, I, I came home and, you know, we're all kind of in town. So I got mine hand delivered uh, on my porch before I got into my house. A, uh, it's a metal Star Wars lunchbox. Opened it up, filled with pot. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. It's the best fucking Christmas gift in history. Was it five hundred dollars worth of pot? I don't know how much money it was. Was worth. it half an ounce? I mean, I that seems was, like a lot of pot. I bet it was. I bet it was a hundred bucks worth of pot. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I don't know how much the lunchbox cost. Man, what's that worth on the street? Oh, I don't know. The lunchbox. <laughs> I think it depends if Target sold out of them. Yeah. I bet I could go to Target with that lunchbox like Christmas Eve and just hang around outside. It's like, hey. One time somebody put Man, some... what if he gave you the wrong lunchbox? Like that lunchbox oh, was yeah. for I also was I for also have... him and and uh the other I don't know. I I will also entertain that uh nobody on the iMessage chain has fessed up to who it was yet. So I it could have been for one of my neighbors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's a drug dealer and Star Wars fan. So like you think Gene your theory is that there were two lunchboxes they got mixed up. I have up. a second lunchbox theory. So yeah. the so the pot lunchbox was supposed to be for the gifter and Jordan's lunchbox was supposed to be full of heroin. Yeah, or bologna yeah. sandwiches, maybe. I was supposed to, I was supposed to get <laughs> or heroin and bologna. I was supposed to get a Mad Max thermos taste. filled with cocaine. Yeah, but he switched it with a Star Wars lunchbox filled with. I mean, uh, if these pot. guys are your friends, they know that you're an uppers guy, not a, not I know, a downers yeah. guy. But I mean, like all, I think part of gift giving is to you know broaden people's horizons. Like, here's something that you might want to try. Maybe you wouldn't buy it for yourself. But what I kind of Star like Wars it. lunchbox was it? Uh, this was uh, New Hope. Okay. So original trilogy. Original Star original Wars. Original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have gone with TIE Fighter. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. That was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. You got to be a spaceship. I think that's non-canonical now. What? I know. Yeah, it was sorry. canonical before? It was, I think it that was, was canonical. The narrative was... <laughs> sure, the official <laughs> Star Wars. That's Jesse on his 38640 at home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. George Lucas signed off on that. That all happened until recently. That's why every time you until watch the movie, it's a different kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that why there was that whole part in... Uh, that was that, there was that whole part in episode two... Was it where things started getting blocky and moving slowly, and then a hand reached down and pressed the turbo button? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. That was because that was actually happening. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, pretty good gift as far as Secret Santas go. That's pretty good. Yeah. Is there anything you're hoping to get from your family members? Just more pot or? Yeah, more, I mean, hopefully. Well, I mean, I think. <laughs> from your uh, trombone-playing, church-going stepfather, your yeah. lawyer sister. Yeah, hopefully your... <laughs> they can score some, some of the good stuff. Lactation, lactation counselor mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they have, between them, they have access to all sorts of drugs. Oh, yeah, like a Nurse Betty type situation. Oh, yeah, maybe some, some nice hospitalies. Yeah. Is Nurse Betty what I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know. Is that the TV show on Showtime? Uh, I think it's a TV show on Showtime. Okay, what's is that, the one? Is, does that involve what's medication the one that's a movie smuggling? with with Morgan Freeman and Chris Rock? Uh, Kiss of Death. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So we're all set. <laughs> yeah, we're all yeah, we're all in line. Uh, but yeah, and I had a little bit of a disappointing office Secret Santa uh, situation. Oh, uh, let's have Why it. Why did Matt Myra get you? <laughs> well, I got a uh, no. I mean, it was it, listen. Office Secret Santas can go a lot of ways. I got something. It was a it was a it was a car mount for a cell phone. Uh-huh. I, Chris Car- Chris Hardwick gave you Hearst Castle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, he should have known. I wanted the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. <laughs> I've been dropping hints. <laughs> Uh, and I think it was just a I have this laying around and I've wrapped it up situation. 
He basically took a shit in a box. Yeah. He said, yeah, Merry basically. Christmas. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, obviously, those secret Thana things, you know, you'd, sometimes you don't know the people in the office. Um, but, but you know, I th- think that there were a lot of people who who went out of their way to be a little creative. And I think, uh, you know, I think mine didn't, go know, out didn't of quite right, rise to the occasion. And I think it let it, I think I let it. He went on his way. Yeah. On his way, he got, he picked that up. But I think the box of pot made up for it, so. What did you get, what did you get from your office secret Santa? Just an at midnight mug or? Oh, no, a, a, car, a car mount for a cell phone. That's, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. It is bad. That's genuinely. It is awful. bad. I mean, I mean, uh, is it a really dope car, car mount? Uh, I mean, it's a. Does it have bad bad bots Maru on it? <laughs> no, I don't think it has anything. Uh, it's anything out of no defining characteristics <laughs> other than being a car mount. By the way, that's how I've. I'm actually a professional car mount uh, reviewer, mm-hmm. and we rate them generally on a scale of no bad bad bots Maru to has a bad bad bots yeah. Maru. I love your YouTube videos where you open your new car mount box. <laughs> yeah. And say whether or not it has bad bad bots Maru on it. And this one doesn't have bad bad bots Maru. This one only has Kiropi. <laughs> Ooh, it's a cute frog. The new shit in the world of Sanrio uh-huh. is this egg who looks like he's depressed. <laughs> what? Have you seen this depressed no. egg? So I think the Sanrio uh, has branched out from Hello Kitty and, you know, other animal characters. Most of what I know about Sanrio personally mm-hmm. comes from, in college, uh, some friends and I would go to go to uh, the peninsula mm-hmm. for pho. Yeah. Uh, to like Sunnyvale or something like that, and uh, I think I went on a few of those peninsula runs. Yeah, he went on a couple <laughs> fuh fu runs. Yeah. With, I mean, I never heard about it, but I mean, like they say, what happens on the peninsula? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a sta- a huge stationery store there, uh, and that's where uh, I learned a lot about Sanrio characters mm-hmm. and about non-Sanrio Sanrio-like characters. Mm. Uh, Non-canonical Sanrio characters. Yeah, there was uh, there was a bear whose catchphrase was "We are nice, we like Storaberry," mm-hmm. and then Tie Fighter, of course. And Tie Fighter, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's our. That was a frog. So, from what I understand, Sanrio now the the hot. What's paying the bills these days right. is uh, food with faces. Uh huh. There's a slice of salmon that has a non-salmon little body. So the slice of salmon is the head, and it walks around on a tiny body. Like the Hamburglar? Wait, not the Hamburglar. Who's Mayor McCheese? Yeah, it is kind of like Mayor McCheese. Right. A, a, it's some, some of him is human, but most of him is an, salmon. An anthropomorphic, is it sexualized raw? fish. Uh, is it raw I, or it cooked salmon? It looks raw, but this does not have a lot of detail in it. So, And you're sure it's salmon? It's not like sashimi or something? It's mm. not tuna or albacore? I was under the impression it was salmon. It, it might not be. Is it possible it's albacore? Could be. Okay. I, well, I think the coloring suggests salmon. Chilean sea bass? I don't know. Listen, maybe we'll look. Th- I know we got a replacement. Christian's We've got a replacement. It up for okay, us right thank now. you. Um, but I think the new one that is the most popular, from what I understand, is a cracked egg that has a face in the yolk, and the face is always looking like he wishes he was dead. He does not like his life. No, that's just Gary Busey. You're describing <laughs> Gary Busey. Oh, okay. Yeah. But are he is you can't buy stationery and pencil sharpeners. Are you sure you're not just it, right? looking inside a cracked egg and seeing your own reflection? Oh, could be. Maybe yeah, maybe I'm 
I, maybe I need to look at some stuff. Staring into to, the abyss of sure. the cracked egg. Happy Bearman. That's <laughs> yeah. who was nice and liked Storaberry. Happy Bearman. Yeah, We're this, nice. We like Storaberry. Every time I see this egg character, he just bums me out. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. This has got to be rough for you, Jordan. But I mean, I guess thinking back. And you bet. love the world of Santeria. I do. I'm always hanging out in those stores. Yeah. It's a great way to meet teens. It's the only way you can get <laughs> it's hard. It's for friendship. Uh, but yeah, I guess now that I think about it, Bad Bad Botsmaru didn't seem to like his life either. So Is Bad Bad Botsmaru old news now? I think so. I have not seen a Bad Bad Botsmaru in, in I mean, years since high school. Bad Bad Botsmaru, that's, that's, my, that's my boy. Sure. That's my boy. You're saying Him Rio and Snorlax. Boy. Yeah. That's like my top two dudes. Cool. Snorlax is my top from the Pokemon universe. So you like grumpy anime characters. Bad Bad Botsmaru is my top <clears throat> character from the Sanrio universe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, those children dying of radio of radiation poisoning sure, are my favorites from the Grave, grave of, of Fireflies, Fireflies universe. universe. I'm more of a thalidomide guy in the <laughs> universe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Hey, I would like to issue a thank you to Laura from Clinton, Massachusetts, who sent us a weird, probably poisoned box full of things from Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, we got some salsa mm-hmm. from Concord, Massachusetts. <laughs> well, Massachusetts, known for its... Mexican food. Some maple popcorn from Lowell, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Of course, the maple popcorn capital of places other than Vermont. Uh, honey sticks from Sudbury, Massachusetts. Uh, some candies from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Some dog treats that are from New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. They're political independents. They're like moderate Republicans. Um, I don't know a lot about New Hampshire. Uh, some vegetarian bacon bits. Those are for Carrie from Ono. There's some several presents for Carrie from Ono, Ross, and Carrie as well in this box. She also packed it with popcorn, literal popcorn. Wow. It's just gross. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's been in it's the mail fun. for a long no, time. You get to, you get to eat. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can eat it, Gene. Well, it's just it's frustrating to get like a package in the mail and you, you, know, you can't like eat the... Sort of protective insulation, you know. I eat it. You don't ever eat those bubble things that Amazon shit comes with. Uh, no, it's bad for my teeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a couple other packages here. Should I should should I open them up? Yeah, sure. Open it up. This is from uh, the return address Freeburg, um, from Vermont. I haven't gotten a single. Careful, Jordan. You don't know that that's not a boxing glove. On <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten a single family Christmas card from a person I don't know at all yet. What year. the fuck? <clears throat> Usually every year I get thoughtful but also creepy pictures of other people's families who I don't know. It's nice of them to include me on their Christmas card list because they enjoy the show or whatever. Uh, but it's weird to have a picture of someone's family that you don't know. Are you sure you're not just taking the neighbor's mail? Oh, you know what? That's probably what it is. Should I not have spent those <clears throat> those 20s? <laughs> So here's from Michael Freeberg. He's uh, he's uh, there's a postcard on here with a picture of Jeffrey Tambor on it. He that is sounds like uh, a nice postcard. Dear Jordan and Jesse, thanks for the countless hours of free content. Just in case you feel like being sad, here are a few copies of a newspaper I made about Syrian refugees in Jordan. Great. Anyway, it's probably. Well, I mean, if we get sad, we can just look at that picture of Jeffrey yeah. Tambor. Think about how great he is on Transparent. That's he is very good on. Transparent. He's so good on Transparent. He's fucking amazing. Have you amazing. seen the recent episode where he says Yas Queen? 
He says that? Yes. I haven't seen that. Have you started season a, two? I used to watch episode one of season two, but he didn't might say be Yas in, Queen. Well, it might be in episode two or three, but it is. Think of how good you think that is going to be. Right. It's way better. Holy shit. Anyway, thank you, Michael, for the wonderful picture of uh, Jeffrey Tambor and with the, uh, the I'm guessing, um, good work you're doing with Syrian refugees. It seems likely. Yeah. Yeah, he's great making that newspaper about him. Sure. This is now, this is a bubble package. Yeah, boy, this is really wrapped Someone has thoughtfully up. wrapped completely in uh, packing tape. Very difficult to open. Really struggling. If only we had a producer who could run and grab some scissors right now. <laughs> By the way, if the internet has not gotten on the Jeffrey Tambor Yas Queen gif yet, and I'm sure it has. Yeah. I mean, if you know, it would be surprising if they hadn't. But if for some reason they've uh, dropped the ball, uh, guys. I ult- mean, ultimate gif. You could make some uh, gifs of other memorable moments of that, from that show, like. When every other single character on it is a self-centered asshole that you want to punch. <laughs> like when Josh blows it again. Oh, fucking Josh. Josh. Fucking Josh. Oh, this is from the Wallace family from Houston, Texas. They have a nice little cartoon picture of them oh, uh, on really their return sweet. address label. That's really sweet. Yeah. Christian Ugh. got up as yeah. though he was going to go get some scissors and then came back with nothing. He like she's like, oh, I better go get some scissors. You and Gene want to vamp? Well, I'm. We are vamping. I'm complaining about Christian not getting scissors. <laughs> you literally are having to tear this entire piece of tape off of this. Use your teeth. No, I just got some work done. Man, this better be a good gift. Yeah, right. If this is bad. Yeah. Oh, it's wrapped up within the thing too. <laughs> This is just a rushing a nice, ne- Russian nesting doll of nice wrapping. Bow. Okay, let's see. This one was addressed just to you, right? Uh, it was, yes. Uh, Jordan, getting a head start for Jordan v. Jesse calendar challenge. Happy, happy joy, Shannon Wallace. What is the calendar challenge? Well, I think uh, the the calendar challenge is where I talk about uh, the bunny calendar that mm. Teresa gets me, and you are upset by that. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Traditionally. Well, I hope you like hearing about yoga kittens, because I've got the 2016 yoga kitten calendar. Oh, that sounds good. Right in my hot little hands. Va va voom. Uh, guys, I'm going to need a little, I'm going to leave some lotion in here. I'm going to need some time to masturbate to these cats. Oh, okay. What kind of positions are they doing? Uh, So first. Downward kitten. First. Downward facing cat. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep in a sunbeam. Uh-huh. <laughs> and couch ruin. Uh... Uh, January, I won't go through the whole year because that'd be redundant. But the first one here is Adelaide, Lord of the Dance, Natasaranya, stretch the shoulders and chest, thighs, and abdomen, strengthen the legs and ankles, improves balance. It seems cruel to make a kitten do an actual yoga pose. Uh, this is like a. They're all dead. This is my a, understanding. This is a not that elegant Photoshop job. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very cute. But uh, the the cat has clearly not done anything like this. Well, I'm not trying to shit on yoga kittens. No. And the last thing I would ever do is say anything bad about a bunny calendar. Sure. Uh, But the new shit is goats and trees calendars. Oh, goats and trees. Yeah. Because it's dope. You won't believe how you won't believe the fucking branches that a goat that a goat could stand on. 
Oh, it's they're uh, in the trees? Yeah, it's wild. How do they do that? They're g- super good climbers, dude. I think that's Photoshop. No. Nah, a goat can't climb a tree. Goats love climbing trees. You put that's a can up there, they will, they will make it their business to get up in that tree, because yeah. those motherfuckers <laughs> love to eat cans. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Great gifts. Let's say you see a goat in a tree. Something else momentous happens to you. We have you. We ask you to call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Our number, 206-984-4FUN. 206-984-4FUN. Let's take our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Arlo from Baltimore calling in with a momentous occasion. So I was driving in northern Baltimore City in kind of a rough neighborhood and pulled up to a red light behind a police car. And so there's a perp in the back, two cops in the front, pretty standard. Then I see that on top of the car, clear as day, is a huge Ziploc bag filled with what I assumed uh, and still assume was either heroin or crack vials, uh, one of the two, Um, probably like 50 or 100 of them, uh, it seemed, lots of them. So... They're driving around with this bag of evidence on top of the car. I guess forgot to grab it before they left or whatever. And uh, I was going to get out and tell them before the light changed, but I don't think, especially now, uh, cops are big fans of people walking up to their car windows, uh, especially just at random times and in traffic. Um, And it would have been a snitch move anyway, so... Anyway, I'm not sure how far the police station was, but that thing was definitely going to slide off where whenever they turn next. Uh, I had to turn at the next light to visit my grandma, so I didn't see what happened. But anyway, it was a very lucky day for some local drug addict or for another drug dealer, I guess, and obviously for the perp. Jesus uh, Christ, turn it off, Christian. Yeah, it Keep all- it pithy, sir. <laughs> Keep it pithy. Yeah, boy, you know. I got I mean- pranked by some fun <laughs> cops who put a fake set of vials of crack on top of their car. And when anyone pointed to it, they lifted up a sign that said, you just got pranked. Cop pranked. Yeah, cop You know, pranked. I mean, I think in the cops. This is a hit had- YouTube show that this guy just participated in. Yeah, cop I mean, pranks. the cops that have had, have had a, a tough year. You know, it's been a bad year for, you know. Police they could and, use some good PR. Yeah, I mean, I think some like delightful, fun YouTube pranks would like really help that. Yeah, really, you know, would change their image from you know uh, monsters to you know just like fun japesters. Yeah, like what if there was a young African American man mm-hmm. running from a police officer in a grainy dash cam footage? Sure, that you clicked on on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it turned out that they shot that kid. That kid. 50 times, but with silly string. That'd be a lot of fun. It would be really fun, and it would it'd be social commentary, too, mm-hmm. Jordan. I'm nothing if not a social Or satirist. just those flags that say bang on them. <laughs> came oh. Out. And then just traumatize the kid. Yeah. But then real bullets come out after that. So they would actually shoot him afterwards. Or so I mean, it if would they be actually, an example of yeah, police yeah. brutality. Or, I mean, if they just, like, <laughs> it, it could just be them injecting, like, fun catchphrases. You know, into their regular brutality. like Okay, so they would be brutalizing someone. Yeah, and then they say, you know, bye, Felicia. <laughs> Yas queen. <laughs> You're Yas queen. <laughs> you know, just something fun. Are you going to shoot that uh, young unarmed man? Mm-hmm. Yas queen. Yas queen. <laughs> Yas. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> See, I already feel like I could relate to these cops more. They talk just like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they get memes. Yeah. Sure. I come. I really like to think of myself like my cultural background is internet culture. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I do speak memes. These are yeah. these are my people. Yeah. I'm also a white supremacist. <laughs> sure. So those are the two. Who things. likes memes? Yeah. Uh, uh, a a weird. Will little... there be a Rahoa? Yas queen. <laughs> Not that I'm equating Republicans and white supremacists, right. but uh, your white supremacy remark made me think of a Ted Cruz fan page I went to recently <laughs> on Stormnet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so Ted Cruz has a uh, as a has a Facebook page where people are making memes dedicated to him. Uh-huh. It's called Ted Cruz Meme Page. Oh, good. That's a good name. Yeah, it's really catchy. Dot uh, net. And they tried to do <laughs> somebody squatting thing, on dot com. Very <laughs> people only have the most rudimentary idea of what a meme is at this thing. Right. Like someone, you know, they've got a. You know, a grandchild that explained it to them or something. Uh, but they tried to do most interesting man in the world. Sean Hannity explained it to him. <laughs> yeah, right, sat them down. Um, and then uh, they tried to do most interesting man in the world memes with him. And one of them was just a picture of the most interesting man in the world. And the top text was, um, I don't always I don't always vote for president. Bottom text. But what I do, it is for Ted Cruz because he's the most conservative candidate. (laughs) Ted Cruz meme page. Look it up. It's great. And that was the most coherent one. That's the one that I can describe because it made kind of a little bit of sense. God. Memes. Meme. Guys, I love memes. Mm. More. Viral. GIFs. Vines. Mm-hmm. My face when. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You got it. This is my face when I hear about a new meme. <laughs> <laughs> so similar to your regular face. Well, because I'm always hearing about new memes. <laughs> you always have a constant stream of meme news headed at you. Can I tell you about an embarrassing moment that kind of happened to me? I was looking at a page of memes, mm-hmm. like in a coffee shop, and uh, like the internet like went out, I guess, or, mm-hmm. you know, and so like a coffee, like a barista walks by and like the beautiful barista that works at the coffee shop. And I was just like, oh, hey, I think the internet's like not working. And she's like, oh, I'll reset it. And then when she comes back, she's like, oh, it's it's done. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. Like, and then I'm like, I have a meme page. Like, <laughs> thanks. I really have some. I gotta get back to work. <laughs> I gotta find what booty had me like. <laughs> it's a picture take... of an owl twisting his head around. <laughs> Let's take our next call. Hey guys, Ethan from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I was flying through the Atlanta airport. Uh, in the bathroom stall next to me uh, was a man ending a long-term relationship by dictating text messages into Siri using full punctuation. Uh, he said, I quote, if you don't want to call, don't call, period. Just stop with the lies, period. That is all. Mm. Wow. Boy. That's a good one. How many times have I been in that situation? Sure. Yeah. Taking a shit in the Atlanta airport and just breaking but- up with a long-term girlfriend it- using Siri. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you know, and I think that in that moment you are, you're like, nothing would ruin this moment more than a lie. Mm-hmm. So I should just nip it in the bud. Right. Hmm. 
And yeah. if you've already wiped, you don't want to be putting your hands on your phone. So right. you got to go oh, hands-free yeah, at sure. that point. Yas queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take our next call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Sunny D, and esteemed guest. This is Carissa calling from Worcester, Mass. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion slash moment of deep, deep shame. I just found out I have fallen a victim to the grandma long con. I have lived 25 years thinking that Kenny G and Michael Bolton were brothers. Just brought that little tidbit up in a conversation. Got looked at like I had two heads. Did just a little bit of Googling. Found out I can't trust a goddamn thing that woman ever says again. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Yeah, this bitch got played by her grandma. Oh, man. Grandma owns. (laughs) (laughs) Grandma's lies about Kenny G had me like. (laughs) Car crashes into a bear. I don't always lie about Kenny G (laughs) and Michael Bolton's relationship. (laughs) But when I do, it's to my granddaughter. Man, if we could get this grandma, Mm. we could get one of those fucking YouTube loans, you know, where where they give you a bunch of money in your own channel. How do you mean? It would be a prank show mm-hmm. hosted by this grandma. It's mostly about Air Jordans. Sure, yeah, but occasionally she tells you Disney toys. She tells you what what celebrities are related, and it's yeah. like you kind of believe it, yeah, because maybe you don't know too much about them, and I, they look just enough alike to where it kind of tracks. No, it's like a grandma, and she has like a she is like she, she's like kind of cool in sort of a streetwear way, and she's ethnically ambiguous. Mm, sure, are you talking about Larry Johnson? His grandma, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like a cool streetwear grandma, like grandmama Larry Johnson from mm. those commercials for sneakers. NBA great Larry Johnson, and you know they're just hassling cops. Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, that grandma already got signed away. by Ted Cruz's social media team. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball players don't do hilarious commercials that much anymore, right? Do I just not notice them? Because, I mean, uh, I mean, I remember Grandma Ma. I remember when Charles Barkley fought Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, is the golden age of hilarious basketball commercials over? That was the golden age of Nike commercials specifically, yeah. right? Like, there was a time when the Wyden and Kennedy, the people who make the... I think that's the people who make the uh, uh, Nike commercials. Mm-hmm. They were so on top of the world that they could literally do anything, and the basketball player would agree to it, and Nike would agree to it. Mm-hmm. There was a thing where they dressed Kevin, giant slugger Kevin Mitchell up like a caveman, and the slogan was, Fee-Fi Home Run. <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay. I'm do, a little... <laughs> do sports stars just have more dignity now? It's all about like the you know the passion of the game. Like that's sports advertising these days is like yeah. you know it's supposed to be inspirational. I think after uh, the NBA's court jester Gilbert Arenas was uh, like banned from the sport for mm-hmm. bringing a gun to to a game, I, I think uh, nobody wanted to be funny anymore. The humor died. Mm. Yeah, poor Agent Zero. Yeah, now he has to sit at home lonely playing. One month a year for a Chinese league team, <laughs> and the rest of the time just posting weird, sexist Instagram posts about how people would like women's basketball more if the chicks were hot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah. good. He really did that, right? Yeah, he did that last week. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys know that speaking Do you of- follow Gilbert Arenas on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only person I follow on Instagram. <laughs> and that famous butt woman. Yeah, and butt lady. Yeah, yeah. 
I think the uh, this is something that I peripherally saw and don't know a lot of details of. Maybe you saw it out of the side of your eye. Yeah, right. Okay. I was glancing at this. <laughs> Did Scott Adams, creator of Dilbert, go on some sort of minimist rant recently? Uh, yes, I think Scott Dilbert, Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. Mm-hmm. Is a men's rights activist. <laughs> Does he express this through Dilbert or is Catbert the kind I... of voice of the <laughs> Right, yeah. His, uh, his, uh, Dilbert's new boss, Fedora Man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it was in like a blog post. I don't think Dilbert was saying, you know, Gender politics haven't been injected yet into it was Dilbert, a, yeah, which is I mean, a strictly office, a realm of office yeah, politics. Right, exactly. yeah. that, that chick with the triangular hair was like, I got divorced from my husband and it was no problem to get custody of the kid because I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm unfit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much how it went down. Sure. Why am I expected to pay for dinner? Do you think that's why Bill Waterston hasn't done any Calvin and Hobbes since he retired? It's because he's secretly a men's rights activist? Oh, knows? I don't know. Well, maybe he just got fed up with all the, like, you know, the, the boys club politics of the Sunday comic strips. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that I mean that place is a, is a sewer for that stuff. It really I mean, is. Garfield. Rhymes with orange. Sure. <laughs> Get fuzzy. Uh, the, the one with the sports guy. That's on the sports page. (laughs) (laughs) Tank McNamara. Tank McNamara. What a pile of garbage that is. Oh, man. Oh, man. I looked forward to every Tank McNamara comic. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Gene, always a joy to have you on the program. Thank you for visiting us. Always a joy to be here and to be indoors. <laughs> oh, are you living on the streets again? I mean, I'm staying on the streets. So it's just a temporary thing? Yeah. It's like a staycation? <laughs> yeah. You're just crashing. I'm just, uh, you know, it's like those rich kids that, uh, you know, come from like Woodland Hills and... You know, they sort of uh, moonlight. Is, are you saying that you're making a documentary like Praz from the Fugees? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I just don't have a camera. Got it. But you're keeping it all up here <laughs> yeah. for when you finally do get a camera. You can just say what happens. <laughs> to, your, to your credit, though, Gene, you're better at rapping. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It's a low bar to clear, though. That's fair. You're no ghetto superstar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan, I feel like it bears mentioning that... Uh, Jordan Jesse Gross Lake mm. is happening. It's happening. It is going to go down this week. This is, for for people who do not know, uh, this is uh, something we agreed to during the last pledge drive, uh, yeah. probably foolishly. Yeah, almost certainly almost foolishly. Almost certainly foolishly. As it was, turns out. Uh, so if we reached a certain pledge goal, we would do a show, a donors-only show, right? Uh, f- uh, from a boat, a boat purchased on Craigslist in yeah. MacArthur Park Lake, where a body was found last week. Yeah, last week. Oh. One week ago, a dead body was found floating in the lake that we're going into. Hey, that's great. That's some pub right there. Yeah. Jordan, Jesse, go gross lake. Uh, Brian and Christian mm-hmm. uh, drove down to uh, coastal Orange County to buy a boat for us last week. Um, I, I had a last-minute engagement. I would have traveled with them. Uh, we purchased a, 
Uh, what's that called? You had to go to Ventura to buy a pogo stick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'd love to go with you, but <laughs> uh, we have a beautiful pedal boat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, uh, Robin Smart Bunny mm-hmm. gave it a name on Facebook that I I'm going to throw out there and say maybe we should just go with it. Mm-hmm. Ship Dipson, love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, technically, it's a boat, not a ship, but. You know, you do Let's, what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, and on, yeah, on Tuesday afternoon, we're going to head down to the lake. If you want to come looky-loo, I don't care. We don't care come if you come looky-loo. Tuesday at 1, that's when we're going to do it. Sure. 1 to 3 on Tuesday. Come down to MacArthur Park Lake. We will literally be podcasting from the middle of the lake. If you see the cops, holler hooty hoo. Because <laughs> we are not sure that no, this, this is legal. No, it may not be legal. <laughs> yeah. It's all certain probably, I mean, I don't know why it would be legal. I don't know how you find out if it's legal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you just have to do it and then see what happens. Yeah, see you if know? you see if you get shot with some silly string. That's how you that's how you find out about most laws. Yeah, yeah. Just you break them. Doing it. Yeah, just get out there and <laughs> give it a try. Just get out there and run from a cop. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's going down. That's going to appear uh, probably on the donor feed. We're going to make a little video. Sure. Friend Jay Frosting is going to make a little video. That'll probably be out there for free. So if you're not already a Max Fun donor, you want to hear us hosting Jordan Jesse Go from a boat in MacArthur Park Lake, get on it now. Yeah, now's the time. Now's the time to do that to that. MaximumFun.org slash donate. If you are, look forward to that. It's in, going to be in the donor feed in a few weeks. Christian Duenas on the board this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, MaximumFun.reddit.com, the Reddit. Had Lots of fun stuff there. 100 plus posts. Last week, real solid performance for that. Yeah, lots of uh, fun Mentos mashup videos, Mentos, yeah. Mentos limoncello, uh, you know, collabs. Yeah, head to the head to the Reddit it's or to the Jordan Jesse Go Facebook page if you want to see uh, the Mentos commercials with the soundtrack replaced with us singing the Mentos song. Uh, the Danny DeVito, the Mentos commercials with the Danny DeVito's limoncello song playing over them, which is what I had asked for. Yeah. Um, us with music singing the Mentos song, all kinds of shit. All just any any combination of the three things we talked about last week. <laughs> it turns out that the by the way that the Mentos company is from the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and they made those in apartheid South Africa. <laughs> so yeah, questions answered. Reach out to the Max Fun community. They deliver. Hashtag it JJ Go. On Twitter, I'm at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. Gene, who's hilarious on Twitter, is at U-Y-O-U, Gene O'Neill. Is there an, any underscores or anything? No, there? it's, yeah, I think that you got it. Y-O-U, Gene O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L. Yeah, people already have given up on <laughs> typing it out. <laughs> if you want to extend the disappointment you experienced in <laughs> listening to this program infinitely on the uh, Twitterverse. You got to get with that, man. Follow me on you, at Eugene O'Neill. Otherwise, you'll never get to experience Gene's signature wit and, of course, his beloved seasonal shirtings. <laughs> uh, Christian Duenas on the board this week. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.